Yep. Is that dog, is that dog going to say quiet? Yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't bark. Doesn't really say anything. She might yawn occasionally and. Best guard dog in Perth. Lick her ass. Jesus, Jason, no language on the podcast, please. <laughs> right, Jason Donaldson returns from episode number two or two, as my French is so good. Um, a lot of people have downloaded Jason's episode, and a lot of people have asked for, um, I suppose, branching out into different topics as well around performance, getting different people on, which we are going to try and do. But given that today is the 19th of December and Santa Claus is doing push ups, we thought we would talk about some strategies over the Christmas. So in this episode, we're going to discuss these three main topics. One is a plan or kind of a preemptive strike for not gaining weight, not losing your mind and staying fit and healthy over Christmas. And then the second part of that is if everything goes to shit over Christmas, how do we recover from that and how do we kind of get back on track? Because in the new year, many of us will have New Year's resolutions. And then finally, we're going to talk about some of the work that Jason's been doing around I call it the art of breath <laughs> um, which if you've been following Jason you may have been you may have seen some of his breathing videos and some of the work he's been doing with Brian McKenzie and they've, they've been doing some work with Laird Hamilton famous big wave surfer so we'll talk about um, some of that work that Jason's doing the knock-on or positive effects to how that might affect you know, sort of mindfulness or mental health and well-being and how that may be used for sleep as well because um Many people who do focus on breathing do report different benefits for sleep. So they're the kind of three main areas we want to cover today. And hopefully this will be um, useful for those of you who are trying to strike those preempt or preempt those um, extra pounds over the Christmas. So Jason, welcome back. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me back. We're also joined by Jason's dog, who's, <laughs> who's asleep there on the ground after two minutes. Yeah, if you see if you hear him breathing, that's her. <laughs> <laughs> Not in or <laughs> so, Jess, you've been on your travels recently. You went to the States. Yeah, you spent went... five weeks in the States. Did a big road trip over there. Spent uh, a week with uh, Brian and uh, and his wife Erin up in Central Oregon. Um, and yeah, did about five and a half thousand miles over five weeks, which was good fun. Yeah, and, and uh, got so to see a lot. You went to Yosemite and some of the big national yeah, parks. Yeah, Yosemite, uh, Yellowstone, climbed Half Dome in Yosemite. Uh, did a horse horse riding. Uh, Trek through uh, Bryce Canyon, um, yeah, Zion Canyon. Spent a little bit of time uh, in Utah there and Nevada, oh, yeah. and yeah, lots of uh, lots of. Was that your first time to Utah? Uh, it was, yeah. Previously, I'd only spent time in California, so yeah. it was my first time in in most of those states. We did seven states in uh, in the five weeks, so Jesus. it was good, good fun. What do you think of Utah? Great, um, amazing scenery. Yeah. Uh, yeah, very dry. Um, a bit, bit like Australia in that regard. It's quite deserty looking, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah so the yeah, <laughs> terrain's very much like um, kind of outback Australia. A little bit less. Uh, Australia's a little, a little bit flatter. Um, but yeah, Utah was was good. In, enjoyed it. Did you went to Salt Lake City as well? No, no. no. We tried to stick stick clear of cities as much as we could. Yeah. Um, kind of uh, went around that. Went down through uh, Monument Valley. Yeah. Where they shot a lot of the uh, early westerns with John Wayne. Yeah. And uh, through Moab, um, the oh, that's where had the big two hundred forty mile race recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been yeah. that would have been pretty um, pretty epic doing that uh, yeah. through Arches National Park there, which was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, did a, did a fair bit of hiking. Uh, got to swim in the Colorado River, um, which was didn't seem a lot different from uh, from the rivers in Australia. Uh, kind of upside down rivers, rivers brown on top. You know? <laughs> <laughs> a bit like the Yarra in Melbourne. <laughs> Natural. <laughs> oh, so you had good fun then, and I was you got to see a lot then. So very much a kind of a outdoor holiday, very yeah, much away yeah. from the yeah, just, the just and glamour. Yeah, just stayed in a camper van. Um, oh, yeah. Had a double bed in the back. And uh, pretty much uh, camped for five weeks, five and a half weeks. So, so I'm interested because I haven't spoken to you since, really since you came back. Um, how how did you find kind of? And that's kind of uh, we've got a book here as well by Brian McKenzie and um, Andy Galvin called Unplugged, which Jason brought back for me. Which Brian wrote something to the effect of "You mad Irish bastard" or something. So <laughs> it's great to see everybody gets picked on by Brian. So Brian, if you're listening, I I, I really like the equal. Uh, I don't know, hate. <laughs> but how did you how did you find that kind of topic of unplugged? How did you find um, or what happened from basically being unplugged from the system for a few few weeks? Uh, I, I actually wasn't that unplugged because um, I was still working yeah. um, for that for that period. 
Um, so every, probably uh, about once a week, I would spend pretty much a full day in a Starbucks cafe yeah. uh, doing some work. Um, so yeah, that you know most of the places we went would have phone, internet reception. I mean, um, Yellowstone, you, you had to go out of the park to actually get any sort of reception. Um, so we spent about a week there, and there was there was one day of that week where I headed out to West Yellowstone and sat in a cafe for a few hours and got some work done. Um, so yeah, it was still uh, I was still able. I was actually pretty plugged in for the most part, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, it was good uh, not to be pretty much not to be contactable or to choose when I was con- contactable and, and not. Um, so semi plugged. Semi plugged, yeah. Um, I, I, I know I actually sent a, a picture through to Brian and Aaron uh, where I was a passenger in the, the car and I'm sitting there tapping away on my laptop as my partner Carol was driving. So I was just uh, getting some work done while we were driving between a couple of towns. Yeah. So I was still still pretty plugged. But the, the trip was a bit of a test as well to see how I would actually go working on the road Yeah. because uh, my partner loves to travel and uh, it's a lot of the time I don't go with her because I stay home and work. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's yeah, it was good to see if I could uh, also fit that in as well. Um, and yeah, um, generally about one or two days a week of work was was kind of all it took. Um, I've concentrated kind of eight hours of head down, bum up. Yeah. Doing with, work with no so, distractions as well. It's just yeah. Kind of went and do with your focus. Yeah. Yep. Just focus on that. Get the work done. Get out. Sort of thing. So. And was there any change to your sleep? Basically, sitting in a camper van, kind of going with these natural light and dark cycles, as opposed to being an artificial light or being exposed to TV. Did you find a difference in that? Uh, we, were, we were typically we typically went to bed pretty early. Um, being it was kind of uh, lateish lateish summer over there, so you know, kind of get start getting dark around. 8, 8.30 yeah. tops, depending on where we were. Um, so we would tend to go to bed around about 8.30, you know, read my book for a little while and then uh, out, and then we'd be up um, you know, pretty early when the sun was coming up. So we were pretty much tuned into those um, sunrise, sunset yeah. hours. But we were having, even though we were traveling, did a lot of miles, we were still pretty active as yeah. well uh, in between. So I think the most we did in one day was about, um, about 600K, so not, not a huge amount. Uh, it was about seven or eight hours all up of driving. So um, that wouldn't be a huge amount for people living in Western Australia. No, not, not for, a, yeah. for other people in Melbourne. Yeah, when you've done kind of 12, <laughs> 12 to fifteen hour trips on on the road in WA, you know, you know, yeah. those eight hour ones aren't much at all. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, very good. So yeah, it was it was active but relaxing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. Very good. Yep. So Jason, coming into Christmas, um, many people now will be breaking up for work on Friday. They'll have sort of 10 to 12 days or even more of lots of parties to go to. Uh, they'll feel like they have to have a drink. They'll feel like they have to indulge in some sweet food. Uh, or if they're like me, they're starting to bake a lot of cookies and cakes <laughs> over the Christmas period. Some people have all these different things that they're attending. Um, and they'll just be kind of this, you know, <laughs> contrary to other cultures we'll have too much food um, <laughs> what sort of some of the recommendations you give to people to manage probably let's say diet first let's say let's look at some diet tips so what's yeah. kind of a strategy people can approach these office parties or family gatherings yeah so I mean it's a, it's a time of the festive season I call it's a time of excess you know excess of pretty much everything over consumption of everything um, and I typically find that because people have time off work, they lose their routine. Yeah. It's like uh, from Monday to Friday, most people are generally pretty good, and then it turns pear-shaped on the weekend, and then that festive season is just like a big weekend where drinking, eating too much, sitting in front of the TV, you know, or whatever. Um, so the first tip would be to try and maintain some sort of routine, whether that be um, you get up, First thing in the morning, do some exercise or just do some sort of movement. It might be a walk around the block, you know, with the dog. That's what my partner and I do. Every morning we take the dog for a walk around the block. In Australia at the moment, it's good weather. No real excuse not to do that. Um, and then trying to, with nutrition, try and maintain those regular meal times. So your breakfast, your lunch, your dinner, rather than just kind of grazing throughout the day because you're home and the food's there or you might be... Um, you know, having events to go to, that sort of thing. So 
that's my first tip really is to maintain some sort of routine as much as possible. Um, secondly would be to, uh, if, you're, if you do have an event like a Christmas dinner or work do, some sort of function to go to, eat before you go. Have a small snack, uh, a good quality protein shake, you know, supplement is a, is a good way to go. You can throw it down. But a small snack that, that has uh, some protein in it that will maintain and give you a little bit of a feeling of fullness so that when you turn up to the event, you just don't eat all the food inside. You know, yeah. Because that's what can tend to happen, particularly if you turn up hungry. You know, they always say, "Don't do your grocery shopping hungry," because you yeah. buy all the food in the store. And I know from experience, that's what I do. <clears throat> um, so, same sort of thing. If you go to an event, small snack or a protein shake before you go will kind of keep those hunger pangs at bay, and you won't eat all the food. You know, you can still indulge a little bit, but just keep it under under wraps. Um, set yourself some set yourself some goals or kind of some rules as well so that you'll have maybe allow yourself one vice each week. You know, that might be, um, uh, you know, if you, if you ordinarily have one glass of wine each night, you know, don't go stupid and extend that out to a whole bottle, but you might allow yourself instead of, you know, four or five glasses of wine for the week, you might allow yourself a couple extra, but set yourself some sort of guide Limit. Limit, yeah, yeah, so that you're not just having a massive blowout and then you arrive in 2018 three, four, five kilos heavier and wondering where the hell that came from. Mm. You're like, what did I get for Christmas? I got fat, you know. And, and, <laughs> so, and, I'm, and I'm going through, I'm getting the DTs from alcohol. Yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. and I'm going through withdrawals from yeah, alcohol. Yeah. Um, so give yourself those limits, and but allow yourself a little bit of leeway as well. So... Um, you know, you can, can relax your ordinary disciplined, you know, program and eating lots of stuff. Petting you keep in place the things like the exercise and you don't just, and, and you set yourself some limits and you don't just totally go off the, uh, off the reservation, so to speak. Um, for alcohol, try and steer clear of the heavier calorie uh, alcohols, you know, like your, um, try and stick to your, your clear spirits like your tequila, vodka, um, with like a soda water mixer rather than mixing it with some sort of soft drink that's ten, you know that's very high in sugar. Like a cola. Yeah, or a yeah, or a, a bourbon and coke. You know, it's pretty high calorie when you start doing that. So a clear spirit with a soda water and you know pinch of lime or lemon or whatever, and try and have a uh, a glass of water between each drink as well, mm. just to kind of pace things or space things out a bit and that's probably the ex-copper in me talking as well <laughs> but if you um that's just good for hydration anyway like, yeah and if, for, a re, for, a, for a kind of uh, dissipating the effects of the of the hangover the next day anyway. yeah definitely you're gonna you're gonna pull up the next day feeling a hell of a lot better yeah, if you yeah. do that as opposed to just throwing it down yeah uh, all the time and you know you want to steer clear of your you kind of your pre-mixed drinks you know like your uh you know, your, your beam and cola kind of cans or your uh, UDL kind of cans, that sort of thing, because they're just super high in sugar. Yeah, and if you and they're easy to drink as well. You know, it's just like drinking a soft drink, uh, and you can plough through a bunch of those real quick um, before you even know it. And do that a few times over the Christmas break, and it's going to have a big effect on your uh, your body composition. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's probably. You know, they're probably the main tips I've got in regards to nutrition. You know, I could probably go on with a few more, but they're the, they're the main ones. So what about, Jason, um, what about missing meals or intermittent fasting over the Christmas? Because I find if I go to some stuff, even if I go for dinner, that might even be Christmas time, but a big dinner or a party or a barbecue or something like that, you wake up next morning just feeling full. I'm just like, you know what? I'm not going to eat breakfast. I'm just going to have... A break this morning, let my stomach relax. I feel bloated, I feel full. Instead of eating by the clock or by the routine, mm. I'm going to go right. I'm just going to wait lunch. I'm just going to take a break. Um, and I find for me personally, that's good. Um, and so my my biggest diet tip for people in general is eat when you're hungry, not yeah. eat by, not eat by the clock. So although you talk about routine, some people might wake up next morning feeling bloated, you know, just groggy from and just really heavy. What, what's your thoughts about maybe missing a meal or two? Yeah, definitely. If you know, say if you have a big Christmas lunch, yeah, and it comes to you know dinner time around six o'clock in the evening, um, do you really need to have dinner? You know, 
don't just have dinner because it's six o'clock in the evening. If yeah. you're still full from lunch, there's no need to, to eat again. And you know, um, when you've got an excess of calories, that's over a day, but also over a period of days, that's when you're gonna add on some extra body weight. So if you've had, if you know you've got a big meal coming up that night, maybe slide your breakfast a little later in the day and not have a lunch. So, you know, still have, as I mentioned, still have that little snack before you go out so that you're not really hungry before you go to yeah. that, that event. But you balance your calorie, your calorie consumption out throughout the day still so that you're not just having a big couple of big meals one day and then following it up with an, another couple of big meals the next day. Over the course of the week, you might consume about an extra two or three days worth of calories. Yeah. Um, so uh, in, in regards to things like intermittent fasting, it, it's highly individual and it affects people in different ways. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't start experimenting with that sort of thing now and, and unless you're kind of probably better off talking to a dietitian or nutritionist about that sort of thing and, and tailor it to your individual needs um, but i agree there's no issue with with skipping a meal if you're not hungry um, as long as you don't then start making up for it later in the day you know a lot of people will they might they might skip breakfast have lunch but then they start getting really hungry in the mid-afternoon because they've yeah, skipped yeah. breakfast and they, they start snacking on things and then they have a big dinner and their calorie consumption for the day turns out to be a lot more than if they actually had have had breakfast and spaced those meals out. So yeah. it's about um, really just about balancing it over the, the course of, the, of a day and over a period of days as well rather than just just eating all the food in sight. <laughs> and so when people go to an event, Jason, and they have a big um, platter of stuff in front of them, what's some sort of the healthy options you tell people to fill up on first before they start looking at some of the high sugar stuff? What's, so what's sort of the stuff you would say as a, as a, like a green zone, orange zone, red zone, maybe if we can put stuff into groups? What would you say yeah, people first? Good, good question. Depends what's on offer. <laughs> but go, go for your, um, yeah, any sort of veggie type, sticks you know often they'll have carrot sticks um bits of cucumber that sort of thing grab those things you know and and if they've got some sort of you know you can utilize some sort of dip there they might have a salsa which is generally a good option um you get like a hummus type dip or yeah uh, guacamole or tzatziki type dip those sorts of things um rather than your kind of your french onion type type dips that tend to be a lot heavier um so stick to those sorts of things uh any sort of protein based uh you know hors d'oeuvre that comes around you know prawns prawns, uh you know the deviled eggs those sorts of things grab one of those um those sorts of things rather than heading for the the pastries you know or the um those sorts of bakery type treats or the don't head to to the dessert table straight away you know have the uh you know, just like you would with a, a regular meal. You know, a regular meal, you might have a, a serve of proteins and veggies, you know, like a steak or a bit of fish or something like that, chicken and, and some veggies. Same sort of thing at these events. Aim yourself towards those options. Yeah. It's like one time I remember being a, a part, a, like some sort of work function thing and the guy was growing pastries and I just said to him, don't come near me with them again. <laughs> yeah. He was walking around with the trail. I said, just don't. Because yeah. I knew every time he came back by me, I was going to take one. Yeah. And I was like, just stay away from me, man. Yeah. If you see me, don't even look at me. Yeah. Just keep, uh, <laughs> keep away from me. And, and he laughed, but he stayed away. <laughs> yeah, and that's the other thing. Just because someone puts it in front of you doesn't mean you have to eat it. Yeah, the yeah. choice is yours all, you know, yeah. all the time. Which yeah. I often say to him, no thanks, I'm driving. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And they kind of look at me like, that guy's a bit weird and stay yeah. away from me. <laughs> So yeah, that's it's pretty interesting to say about that and the routine because the other thing that happens, you're, like what you're speaking about there, is um, the excess calories over Christmas start to gain weight, but also if the sleep then is getting disrupted as well. And I posted something on Facebook on the Sleep for Performance page. I think yesterday was if you know your sleep is disrupted, you're not getting enough sleep, you're going to start gaining weight as well. I know Dan John speaks about this in his book. Mm-hmm. is one of the greatest fat loss, weight loss strategies and fat loss or fat reduction strategies about getting adequate sleep. So you may only be consuming an extra 500 calories per day and you might think, oh, I'm only going to gain one or two kilos. But if your sleep 
is completely disrupted as well. You might yeah. be doubling that weight gain as well. So yeah, in, conju- in conjunction with that routine, that sleep routine, it's really important as well. And on the back of that, I would advocate to people is like what Jason said, um, if you're going to go somewhere and you're going to be up late, a preemptive nap might be a good thing to do in the afternoon, yep. you know, between sort of one and three, and that's circadian law, particularly if you have to drive somewhere and you've been tired and you've been going to a lot of events. And you might necessarily be leaving the house a lot, but you could be just up late, you know, family and friends come around to visit. It's uh, a time when a lot of people are home and um, could be watching movies, just hanging out with your kids even, you know, it doesn't have to be this kind of crazy going from party to party, but it could just be even happening in your own home. So naps are good as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, because if, if you've got those later nights than what you would normally have, uh, you might be you might then sleep in a little later because you don't have to get up for work. Yeah. It just throws your whole routine out. You know, and a lot of people think, oh, if I have a few drinks, I'll actually sleep better, you know, because they tend to go off to sleep a, a lot quicker, yeah. but it, it still messes with their actual sleep quality. Um, so they don't sleep as well as they, they think they are. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's all connected. You know, you, get, you eat poorly, you drink too much, you're going to sleep poorly. That's going to affect your hormones. It's going to affect the next day. It's going to affect your energy levels. You're less likely to want to exercise. So yeah. in conjunction with more calories, your activity level might drop, your sleep gets disrupted, and it's all a big recipe for uh, a Christmas blowout. Yeah. So then that, that's the other part then. The, the other part then, Jason, is over the Christmas, what can people do for exercise? So a lot of people may want to just hang out at home. They might not want to go to the gym. They've got kids around, family members around. What can we do to sort of get more activity during our day with family around? Or, you know, let's talk about uh, with family around. So what can we do with family to get more activity? But also, I find that it's a good time. You might need a half an hour, an hour to yourself just to get a break from people. Yeah. So yeah. what's the kind of two things in those blocks, individual and group activities we could do over the Christmas period to try and increase activity? Yeah, so my number one thing is, is try, and, try and include as many fun activities as you can during that period. You know, particularly those with kids. Get out and about, go to the beach, go to the park, play cricket, kick, kick a ball around, throw a ball around, yeah. take the dog out, go for a hike, um, go and hire some stand-up paddle boards or, or whatever and just get out and about. Get and, active. Yeah, and get, be, yeah. be active, yeah, yeah and, and get the kids involved in it as well. You know, you take them to, you know, places like Bounce or some sort of, you know, kid play, you know, children's playground. Um, but just get out and about, be active, and include as many of those kind of fun activities as you can, because that's going to supplement uh, any training you do, or it's going to kind of replace any training that you've, you're not doing because you're out of your regular routine. Um, another another great tip as well is to, if you're spending more time in front of the TV or you're sitting around with family, um, stay out of the couch. Don't sit in your couch. Sit on the floor. Because when you're sitting on the floor, you're more likely to change position regularly. You're going to move around more. You're going to get into positions that you don't ordinarily get into. You can do a little bit of sneaky mobility work, a little bit of sneaky stretching, all that sort of stuff as well. So when you're on the couch, you tend to just become a vegetable in one position. You don't move. When you're on the floor, you move around a lot more. You change positions. So whenever you're in a, whenever you're in a situation where everyone's sitting around, if it's socially acceptable, of course, yeah. sit on the floor. Yeah, yeah. Um, going to be much better for you in the long run. Uh, and just, I'm just going to hold on there, Justin, because speaking of kids and activity, we seem to be, <laughs> we seem to be invaded next door by um, a crash. We're in uh, na- Nappy Valley here, mate. There's kids all around us. <laughs> it's, it's like the kids just. Well, just stand over this wall and cry in that one open door that you have at your house. We've, we've got twins next door, twins across the road, and a couple of young children next door there as well. <laughs> I love not having kids. Now I spilled water on my notebook. Oh, this is the worst day ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> what were we talking about? Exercise. 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 So, oh, yeah, you were talking about sitting in front of the TV and social yeah. acceptable. So, yeah. So, yeah, sit on the floor. Um, my next kind of tip would be if you do have a big meal, big Christmas feed, go for a walk after. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, allow some time for your food to kind of digest. Just some light activity. Go for a walk around the block. 
take the family out, you know, go for a walk around your neighborhood, checking out the Christmas lights, uh, that sort of thing. So um, there, there's lots of things you can do. It's just a matter of actually doing it. Um, probably my last tip in regards to exercise as well would be to have a go-to workout. Something that you know how to do, so you don't have to look up how to do particular movements or whatever, that is short, uh, that is, you actually enjoy doing, uh, and that you can you can fit in regardless. So if, if everything goes pear-shaped or you, you spend your day with the, the family and you need to get away for you know half an hour, go and do your go-to workout. You know, things like Tabata intervals are great. Um, you know, 20 seconds of work, 10 seconds of rest repeated eight times. Uh, you could do Tabata burpees and just yeah, do, yeah. you know, you, you, don't, you don't really even need a warm-up. Your first couple of rounds of the warm-up, just go nice and easy to yeah. begin with. And within four or five minutes, you've just had a, you've just had a workout. You can do a couple of those back-to-back, you know, or you can go out for a run and just run for 20 seconds, walk for 10 seconds, whatever it might be, but have some go-to workout that you will you can get done regardless of what's going on in your life sort of thing. Yeah, I think over the Christmas, if people aren't going to the gym or you don't have equipment at home, there's plenty of bodyweight workouts you can do and you can search many of these. But a couple you could do is, uh, one of my favorite ones we have spoken about before is um, strip down to your jocks if you want. You don't have to get anything <laughs> dirty. Um, or put on an old pair of jocks or even do it naked if you wish. And it's seven minutes of burpees. Rest for three minutes and seven minutes of air squats. Yep. That's 14 minutes of work. Do that and tell me if that didn't kill you. Yeah. Because my wife said that to somebody at work a few weeks ago. They were like, oh, when I travel, I can't do exercise. My wife goes, well, Ian does this workout. And they were like, okay, I'll give it a bash. And she said to them a few days later, and you know what they said? Oh, two minutes in, I was done. <laughs> two minutes in. So they were kind of going, oh, I won't do much. Two minutes into the burpees, they were like, I couldn't do that. They nearly killed me. That, that's the thing Seven as well. minutes of burpees, man, is a lot. That's a lot, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. That sort of workout as well, you can adjust based on your fitness level. Yeah. So, you know, if seven minutes is too much for you, do two minutes, have a couple minutes off, then do another yeah, yeah, two yeah. minutes. Exactly. It's easily adaptable. So anyone that ever says when I travel or, or whatever I can't exercise, just hasn't thought about it enough. There's so much you can do. Yeah, I even exercise on planes when I travel. Yeah. I bring those um, um, resistance bands, I use yep. those. I do air squats, lunges, yep. push-ups, push-ups off the wall, like at the toilets. Yeah, I'm always up at the, the back the of the back, plane, yeah. the galley, you know, doing different things and getting funny looks. And yeah. my partner has a thing when she travels that whenever she's on a plane, every time she goes to the toilet, she'll do 15 squats in the toilet. Um, just knocks out 15 every time she goes there. So yeah. just particularly on long-haul flights, you've got to do that sort yeah, of stuff just to keep, the, yeah. to keep the body moving, keep the blood flowing. So, yeah, that's, that's something I do all the time as well. Yeah, so, so keep back. So plenty of body weight ones there. And I know, Jason, you post a lot under the the Cell Coach Instagram post or on Facebook or Twitter. You're yeah. always posting workouts there every day that people can use either with weights or without weights. Yep. Um, so there's really no excuse of, of what you can or cannot do. No, that's it. Plenty of bodyweight stuff out there um, that's free. You don't have to pay for it on YouTube. That's I actually true. found some really awesome, like, uh, 10, there were, like, increments of 10, 15, 20 minute, 20 minute um, shadow boxing workouts. Yep. That had some bodyweight stuff in it as well. Oh, man, eight minutes in, I was just gassing. So yep. there's plenty of stuff out there in today's world. There's a ton of stuff. I've yeah. actually got a, um, a free seven-day uh, fitness kickstart program that has seven workouts in it that are all body weight based that you can do at home in relatively small space small area um and yeah that's completely free and you provide you provide that on your website yeah and that's just you just get an email each day with uh with a workout you also get a, a daily tip as well that um you know that's that works in conjunction with the the workouts in the program and that's that's completely free and so what, what's, your, what's that website? That's the uh, it's the cellcoach.com.au. As in so, a jail cell? Correct. C-E-L-L. Yeah, yeah. The cell coach. Yeah. Yeah. So now the guy next door on the other side, so once the babies have stopped crying on the left, the guy on the right now is starting to drill. Yeah. See what happens there. Brilliant, yeah. We might have someone fall in the house in a parachute in a moment. Not too sure. So that's some of the stuff, Jason, people can do over Christmas. So we talked, we spoke about the exercise, the diet. We spoke a little bit about the recovery. Um in terms of sleep. Any other recovery tips people can do? Awesome. <laughs> Guy drilling into the uh, roof next door, just putting some solar panels on. Oh, I think you want Santa to come through our boat. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, so recovery tips. I mean, I'm a uh, I'm a huge fan of meditation. Uh, just and you know, people tend to think it's a little bit new age, hippie kind of woo woo. Um, except those people have actually done it. You know, meditation is is really something that you can employ anywhere, anytime, um, without any particular skill or equipment. All it all it really is is just focusing on <clears throat> one thing for a period of time, whether that be a minute, whether that be twenty minutes. All you need to do is just stand, sit, lie down, where whatever it might be. Um, you can close your eyes, you can keep your eyes open, and, and even just focus on the breath as it comes in and out of your, your nostrils, just focusing on that one thing. And people tend to think that meditation is a um, completely emptying your mind of all thought, which just isn't possible. It's like it's like telling your eyes not to see. You know, it doesn't yeah. work like that. It's just not attaching yourself to any thoughts that come, just kind of letting them come and go. So I'd recommend um, people at least try some sort of uh, meditation over the period, um, whether, even if that's just five minutes of just sitting quietly and, and focusing on your breath. And that's going to really help with your stress. Um, before bed, you know, it's great for relaxation. Um, so that sort, of, that sort of thing is great, as well as, you know, sleep is probably your number one recovery tool. That's what I like to encourage people to do. If they're not getting, you know, seven to nine hours of quality sleep each night, every other recovery modality is going to be less optimal yeah. because that, that sleep really is the key. That's when your body's uh, repairing itself. It's when it's recovering the most. So really focus on getting adequate sleep. If you can't get adequate sleep at night, fit a nap in during the day. Um, that's what I tend to do. I found this great app called Butterfly, and you don't have to be a Buddhist to use it. And it's sort of non-religious focus, but it's really good because it's got a little wheel on it. And it says to you, what are you doing? Have you been online? Are you waiting around? Are you out in parks and nature? Do you want to go to sleep? Whatever it might be. So when you click on one of those segments of the wheel, like I said, say can't sleep, then it gives you a further five to six options <laughs> based upon time. You know, seven minutes, 12 minutes, whatever it might be. And I find them really good. And so they're not yeah, big, long, good. kind of crazy meditation things like for an hour yep. or two hours, which can tend to put people off. Mm. Um, so they're really good as well. Yes. Just focusing on that, that particular thing you're doing at that yeah. time. I use a couple of different apps. Um, I use Calm, um, which has a free version, a paid version, like most of these apps. And I also use Brain FM as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I find uh, I use Brain FM for um, relaxation meditation as well as focus and that when I'm working yeah. so put that on and uh, yeah I find that's very useful but yeah that's a that's a good one so Jason if we get to say let's say Christmas and we've gained a weight uh, things have gone kind of crazy we, we blew out and we start the new year like many people we're going to do this it's all going to be different what's the sort of tips and strategies you give to people starting off in the new year would you say to people if you can kind of incorporate these into your answers to join a gym, which is going to be saturated, whether they should do something at home, whether they should seek the, the support of an online coach such as yourself, should they join a kind of a football program, mm. go to Weight Watchers, like what, what, do people, what can people do? Yeah, and pretty vague answer, but it depends. It depends on what you've been doing. So if you have been doing no exercise for the last 12 months, Joining a gym and you know, signing up to go to the gym five, six times a week is probably not realistic if you've not been able to do anything for the last 12 months. So having realistic expectations about what you will actually do uh, is one, going to not set you up for failure, and two, it's going to be more economical as well <laughs> because there's just no point in signing up for something that you're not going to do because you're just going to blow your money. So realistic expectations about what you're going to do. So if if you're going from a position of no exercise, I would suggest trying to implement training twice a week, body weight based training, or even just doing some sort of activity twice a week. Do that for a couple of weeks, two, three, four weeks. If you've done that two times a week over a period of time, increase it to three. Do that for a period of time. If you then want to increase it to four, do that. So it's just those small steps over a period of time that is that that's changing your behaviour, rather than 
just trying to join a gym and, and go five or six times a week. You, set, you, know, you generally set yourself up for failure doing that. So make small changes. Make sure those small changes are, uh, are solidified in your actual behaviours. They're actually doing it. And then increase the, uh, the training if necessary. Um, and you know, whatever works for you, whatever you enjoy doing. You know, people will ask me what's the best type of training. It's the training that you're going to do. Just as when's the best time to train? Whenever you can get it in, whenever it works for you. So find something that you enjoy. You might have to experiment with a few different things to in order to do that. Um, you get a lot of places you can get free trials if you you know at gyms, uh, martial arts studios, yeah. uh, or dojos. Um, you know, even with even with online coaches like myself, you know, I've got that that free seven day body weight training program, which gives kind of gives you an insight into how I do things uh, and, and who I am as a coach. So you can try those sorts of things in, in a lot of areas, see what works for you. And then when you've found something, make, take those small steps to implement it and, and change your behavior rather than just trying to um, make those kind of whole scale changes that may not, uh, may not stick. So step one is get the discipline in. So if you're more kind of, let's say, geared towards running or yep. doing cardio, you like to go for a cycle, get that discipline in of that of two to three times a week. Get that base discipline in. If you like to go to jiu-jitsu, you like to box, you like to do jumping jacks at home, yep. you want to do step aerobics from the 90s, whatever it might be, once you get that discipline in and get that behavior built into your routine, and then you can go from there depending on your goals. Is that, that Yeah, correct? definitely. Pretty much. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's pretty much what a what I meant in a roundabout way yeah no no it's, <laughs> it's, it's interesting because like I think people are I think a lot of people around exercise particularly those over 30 are looking for and um, they've tried, tried a few things they're probably time poor they got bills to pay they want to learn something maybe they want to do something and they're probably a bit like what's the one thing will I just do mm. crossfit will I just you know start running ultra marathons Will I do boxing? Will I do MMA? What's the one thing? And there's so much good marketing out there that's selling you what the good thing is. Yeah. You know, that it's very hard for people to distinguish what's good and what's bad. Mm. And I even find myself, as a sleep scientist and performance stuff, even I find it hard to go through the bullshit and find out what's going on. Okay. And Andy Galpin, who wrote that book with, with um, Brian, when you hear him on Joe Rogan, he speaks a lot. You know, Rogan was pushing him about well, what's the best modality. And, you know, and what happens is so much good marketing that people push the modality or one guy gets success and then that's what it is yeah. and the, the truth of the matter is there is many different modalities like what suits you what works best for you and how you feel yeah. and I had this conversation last week which I've probably spoken in this podcast before which is about people that are obsessed with body weight and body fat and yeah we'd all love to be below 10% walking around with ripped abs the whole lot but for some people when they get below a certain body percentage um, body fat percentage they just feel like crap. Yeah. They can't perform. They're not sleeping well. The deprivation of food, um, you know, to get to that may, may be extremely difficult. Yeah. But they're it's not walking. fun. Yeah, no, it's not fun. Yeah. And we're not meant to be walking around below 10% body fat no. the whole time, for example. That's right? it. No. So that's why I said to people, give yourself a range. So for me, for example, I like to have a range of between 75 to 80 kilos. My yep. body fat, I want it between 12 and 18%. Yeah. And I give myself those tolerance ranges. Yeah. So depending on what I'm doing, I might go up, I might go down from lifting lots of heavy weights, doing lots of jiu-jitsu, lots of running, whatever it might be. But I give myself those ranges. And that's the thing is that your body composition is really just a result of what you've been doing. If, yeah. you're, if you train for performance and you focus on the stuff that you enjoy doing, all that stuff will fall into place. Yeah. Um, so th there is no one best modality. The best, you know, the best modality is the one that you're going to do regularly and that you're going to enjoy. Yeah. You know, because consistency is the key. You know, if you're stopping and starting a training program because you're not really enjoying it, you're not going to get the results. It's just not going to happen. You know, regardless of what those results, you know, what the results are that you want. Um, you know, one thing I will say if you're going, if you're, if you are a regular exerciser and trainer and then you take a bit of a you have a bit of a layoff over christmas when you get back into it in the new year don't just jump back in where you left off dial it back a little bit and then build it up again because if you've had a layoff of, of even a week or two weeks um, and you've 
done nothing but overconsume. <laughs> um, jumping back in where you were is is a really good way to get injured. Yeah, um, you know it's, it's going to overload your body too much too soon. Step it back, you know, a couple of notches, and then just build it up back up again. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, there's there's no one pill, no one modality. Uh, it's highly individual as to what works for people, um, and just focus on what you enjoy doing, what you're going to do regularly, um, and the, the results will come if you do it consistently. And the other thing, um, which I've been discussing with somebody else recently about the design of some other experiments um, in sports, um, is about the knock-on positive effects. So, for example, where we train jiu-jitsu, it's very much, it's not a fighter's gym, it's very much a family-friendly, um, very friendly type of place to train. Mm. And so we're going to do a lot of open mats over the what's called open mats or open sparring open rolling over the Christmas yeah. period like someone's going to be in probably every day doing it which is great because for those people with no family or maybe living here with not a lot of family around yeah. um, it's a great way to go and socialise yeah. and I think for those other for people who are struggling maybe with some depression mental health issues which is very much prevalent in the media today, which is awesome that we're talking about and, and doing something about it doing a team sport or going to an environment like martial arts um which tends people tend is like think it's very aggressive and it's actually not it's quite actually yeah. it's quite the opposite because people have got nothing to prove really <laughs> and so um, those type of places where you can go there are extremely beneficial for people's mental health I've seen a lot of people who struggle with depression mental health issues suicidal um, tendencies and so on yeah, have had massive improvement with those types of environments so if you want to get fit and you want to improve your mental health and, and social interaction maybe then interaction with people is probably a good way for you to kick off the new year also yeah and and i mean that's one you know one of the reasons that um things like crossfit have become so popular and it kind of exploded is because of that community aspect yeah. you know it's um you know whatever whatever you think about you know, crossfit as a as a methodology or yeah, whether it's a cult, what, what was that cult? <laughs> and and a lot of those things whether it be martial arts whether it be um crossfit or a footy club a lot of them do exhibit cultish traits but they're positive cults but exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly and it's the same yeah. you know it might be a you know it might be a, a motorcycle gang you know or something like that some sort of club you know they all export edit that out <laughs> i'm not saying i'm not saying don't join one of those um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they all have that they all have that group aspect that community aspect yeah um and you know it, i don't know who first coined the, the phrase the, your, your third place but basically people have home work and then the, the dojo or the gym becomes their third yeah, place yeah. where they go and hang out so clear. yeah so a yeah. lot of people um particularly in this day and age where we go to work we come home that's it having that third place to go to and get away from uh from those other two places is is great for stress management great for your mental health um especially if they're supportive family community-based places yeah um so yeah they're they're fantastic so and it might take you a while to find that place you know it, might, it might be definitely. in a jiu-jitsu gym it might be in like a, a body wear fitness class it might be in yoga it might be it might be you, who knows where it's going to be it's yeah. going to depend on you and your temperament and the, and the person for yeah. me it was definitely in jiu-jitsu wrestling and mma type training yeah. i really found it there and i i'd probably be more lucky because of the type of people i train with and yeah. um, around the same age same type of goals no one wants to kill each other yeah um, very supportive and a lot of fun we we take that we take the piss a lot and it's great fun you yeah. know it's it's you laugh a lot and yeah. I, I like that we just laugh we're trying to kill each other but we laugh and it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of weird and people don't get it unless you've been in it but it's it's really fun. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, and that's and that's why I think so many places do offer free trials as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's obviously to get you in the door, but also, you know, you want to make sure that people are happy there. Yeah. Um, so most of these places have free trials. You can go along, test it out, see what it's like, see whether it fits with your personality and your goals. Um, you know, and just see if you're a good fit for it sort of thing but conversely Jason some people may want to approach New Year like an animal yep there will be some dudes out there that are like that's it this is the year I'm going to look like Ivan Drago right Ivan Drago is a reference to Rocky <laughs> Rocky 4 for all you about, youngsters out there was that about 1985 
Uh, yeah. I thought it was a bit. Yeah, might, might be, be a bit lower. Might, might be a bit lower with yeah, after IMDb. Let's let's IMDb it now because there'll be some people, people going. Some people be listening going. Which which year was it? So Ivan Drago was play, was played by what actor? Uh, Jason Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. Was he really Russian? D- don't believe Dolph is Russian. <laughs> Rocky Four. Jason Donaldson on the money. Nineteen eighty five. And it. for a bonus point, the lady who played Bridget Nielsen. Yeah, and who was she married to? Sylvester Stallone. Who played? Rocky. <laughs> Look at this! It's movie trivia! Such an incestuous movie. <laughs> if, he, if, he, if he dies, he dies. <laughs> Great movie. People are looking for a movie over Christmas. Look at that. Some old school methods in that as well by, by yeah, Sylvester. I, I, I recall watching that. I would have been about 10. And I recall trying to hang off our patio after that. With my brother holding onto my legs, trying to do sit-ups, hanging off the patio. Pretty lucky I didn't die. <laughs> if he dies, he dies. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. 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 It's not the first time I've tried to do something from a movie and, uh, yeah, hurt yeah. myself. Or <laughs> I would suggest that anybody who's into any sort of combat sport watch Rocky 1-4. to four. Yep. They're horrendously bad that they're that good, like the Karate Kids. They're so bad they're good. Rock, the first Rocky won an Academy Award. Like, yeah. The Slice Alone's only in first and only Academy Award. <laughs> Somehow, <laughs> he wrote that, directed that, produced it, starred. Yeah. yeah, very good. Yeah, but Rocky Four is one of my all-time favorites because yep. he goes deep into the lion's den. He goes trying to rush in the snow. Just some, it's got some awesome. Yeah, anyway, I won't spoil, I won't spoil it. Yeah. <laughs> it's only thirty-two years old. Got some great goosebump moments in there. some movie. great, yeah, and all the science stuff in it. It's, it's just great, and some of the music. Anyway. Like, let's go watch Rocky Four. <laughs> we digress. I must break him. So anyway, we spoke. We I spoke break, about. I will break you. So some people may want to go like that in the new year. They might want to go and join a CrossFit place. They want to go and do powerlifting, and I think again, if that's what you want to do and you really want to get into it, go for it. Mm. But as you said, progression as well. Don't yeah. just go into like one hundred percent. If you lifted like one hundred and fifty kilos on a squat. Um, when you were 22 and now you're 35 <laughs> maybe start at 60 you know yeah you know, that's but, it Do, yeah dial, dial it back and have realistic expectations no matter no matter what you're going to kind of do otherwise you know you might go the way of Drago and you know yeah. not last very long yeah, that's what happened Drago he ran out ran out of puff um, <laughs> so Jason the final part of what we want to talk about today is you've been doing a lot of work recently on speaking of puff on breath, breath work yep. um, and Brian Mackenzie and has been probably on heavily sort of discussing this on social media working with Laird Hamilton they've been doing stuff under the water lifting weights we see um, the crazy Dutchman um, Wim Hof Wim Hof talking about the breath work and controlling you know sort of breath and mind and being able to do things we hear a lot of martial artists talk about focusing on the breath it's a massive thing in Jiu Jitsu probably a massive thing in boxing as well but from Jiu Jitsu and wrestling breath work is extremely important and the ability to be able to relax your breath while your body is still being in this kind of strong tense phase I suppose or being soft and hard at different times um, can you give us a kind of a quick overview of what you guys are doing um, around the kind of power speed endurance area around with breath work I'll try and make it quick <laughs> <laughs> so uh, power speed endurance which is a US company that I work for uh, owned by Brian McKenzie uh, Brian's been uh, delving into the, the breath work for probably four or five years now um, you know through yoga initially Wim Hof um, then with Laird through uh, XPT um, which he doesn't doesn't actually have any involvement in anymore um, and and then through um, with a, one of my other colleagues Rob Wilson uh, who works for us at Power Speed Endurance but also owns CrossFit Virginia Beach in the US Rob and Brian um, put together the Art of Breath, uh, which are clinics that we um, hold around the world. Uh, One day clinics that delve into breath work for health and performance, really. Uh, So we look at really how breathing affects your body uh, and how that affects your performance, how breathing affects your mind, so your, your physiology as well as your psychology and your state and how you can alter your state and your physiology and your psychology through use of the breath. So, you know, it's, it's estimated about 90% of people breathe poorly or don't breathe well or as efficiently as they could. Uh, and that has a number of kind of knock-on effects to do with uh, the utilization of oxygen in your body 
so your oxygen getting to your tissues like your muscles your organs like your heart and your brain so obviously if the so oxygen poor oxygen saturation yeah uh, not so much yeah so oxygen blood oxygen saturation is is one thing um, so you can have high blood oxygen saturation levels you know, up around you know 95 99 percent but poor tissue saturation if you're not if you've got a low tolerance to carbon dioxide for one because um, carbon dioxide essentially uh, acts, acts like a uh, it's like a lock and a key carbon dioxide essentially shuttles or helps the oxygen get from your blood through to your tissues so it's a thing called the bore effect bohr so in the presence of carbon dioxide in your body uh, hemoglobin offloads the oxygen to the tissues from the blood so you need carbon dioxide in your body to utilize the oxygen so uh, yes so um anyway uh i could go down a deep, very deep rabbit hole and, and that's <laughs> breath work breath work very much is that um but needless to say uh, brian and rob uh, with power spin endurance have been doing a, a ton of work over the last few years and um, i've just kind of come in on that over the last kind of 12 months um, recently spent three days with uh, Patrick McKeon, uh, author of The Oxygen Oxygen Advantage and about 10 other books, uh, and a fellow Irishman, Ian, um, doing his instructor oh, training. No, Patrick is a is an Irishman. Oh, yeah. I've so. never been. <laughs> I'd love to go somewhere. <laughs> and that's why I got voted the funniest person at Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> But didn't win the award. It must be some miserable bugs So yeah, it's uh, it's something that many people are delving into, and it's a it's an extremely interesting uh, area of, of study, and the 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 consequences of breathing better or the the result of breathing better are, are huge. I know, just personally, I've long been a a mouth breather from the day I was born, um, suffered from allergies, uh, you know, allergic rhinitis, um, snoring at night, uh, those sorts of things. And just by changing my breathing has dramatically improved those those sorts of things. So, um, you know, things like post-nasal drip and a chronic cough, all that sort of stuff has improved just through changing the breath as well as the, the performance um, improvements as well through through changing the breath. So when we talk about breath and a lot of times around what we were speaking about a moment ago about mindfulness is about focusing on the breath, mm-hmm. the inhale and the exhale, calming the body, yep. bringing the heart rate down can have a lot of positive benefits for relaxation, stress management and then also in competition whether it be long distance running, um, ultra events, jiu-jitsu, boxing, AFL ending about just kind of calming that system down. You see what fires in between rounds, like focus on the breath. Yeah. Three deep breaths, relax. Okay, this is what we got to do. Yeah. So there's many positive effects of, of this breath work. How could people, or what should people do in sort of the very basic steps, steps one to three? What could people practice at home to do? First thing would be to um, try to breathe through your nose as much as possible. Your nose is your primary respiratory tool really on, on the outside of your body you know, it's designed for breathing that's it you know your, your mouth although you can breathe through it you know doesn't mean you should um, so your nose use that as much as you can for breathing uh, the next step would be to if, if you do train uh, if you're a regular exerciser I would I would implement nasal breathing so breathing through your nose only in your warm-ups um, and then what that's doing is it's getting you used to operating at a slightly higher intensity while still breathing through the nose. And that's going to, that's going to one, it's going to warm up your respiratory system. It's also over time going to increase your tolerance to carbon dioxide. The better your tolerance to carbon dioxide, the better your oxygen, your oxygen utilization. So by doing it during your warm ups is, is a way to kind of ease into it so that then when you're rolling in jujitsu or you're running, a race or something like that, you can actually utilize nasal breathing while you're doing that sort of stuff as well. Um, and as, as Ian mentioned, when you focus on your breath, it takes the thoughts out of your head and gives you something to focus on. So it gives you that mindfulness yeah. and it's, it's a simple tool that you've got with you all the time. You can implement anywhere, anytime. Uh, you don't need any special training or anything like that. So. Um, 
I mean, that would be my first two, nasal breathe as much as possible during the day. Um, nasal breathe during your warm-ups. Uh, and implement some, last, one, last thing would be implement some sort of um, focused breathing practice. So there's over, somewhere over 400 different breathing protocols that you can employ, whether that be uh, what's called an apnea-based protocol where you, you, know, you might inhale for four seconds, hold your breath for you know four times that, so six, say 16 seconds, and then exhale for eight seconds. Or there's things like box breathing, which is four second inhale, four second hold, four second exhale, four second um, hold, exhale, hold. Uh, those actual numbers and that, can they vary greatly from person to person based on their tolerance to carbon dioxide and also their um, emotional reactivity. So their you know, reaction to stress and that sort of thing. Uh, some apnea breathing, so those strong inhale breath holds can stress some people out. They can calm down other people. Just depends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and likewise, an exhale breath hold can stress someone out and it can relax another person. So uh, there's a there's a ton of uh, information online. You've just got to find it. Powerspeedendurance.com would be a great place to go. Uh, I know Brian is currently writing a book, uh, The Art of Breath. I'm not sure when that's going to be released. So keep an eye out for that in uh, 2018, but that will contain a ton of info on breathwork. Um, so that would be, powerspeedendurance.com would be the first place to go. We've got a bunch of info on there and you can always reach out to us via that as well, as well as um, Brian's social media, which is I Am Unscared, Rob's social media, um, or Instagram, sorry, which is Prepare to Perform, uh, and, and my own one as well. Uh, over the past kind of three or four weeks, I've put up probably about 10 to 12 breathing videos aspects of breathing and then the uh the probably the last place i'd recommend as well the next place would be uh the oxygen advantage so oxygenadvantage.com um check that out and there's a ton of info on that website as well also a ton of uh, info on the science behind um breathing we'll put those links in the show notes anyway yeah. so people can kind of reference those as well um we have some good ones there as well um have a look at very interesting area i think it's an area that people will are really getting into i heard a lot of people talking about um, mm. i mean a, a, lot, a lot of this stuff has been known for 100 years yeah um, and longer you know looking back at you know yogis and, and things like that so it's it's not new information uh some studies are kind of 50 60 years old but it just hasn't come out into the public domain uh, look at that it hasn't, hasn't been popularized um and a lot of a lot of the time it's because um, it's seen as kind of new, like meditation, it's seen as new age yeah, yeah, hippie, yeah. and it's Esoteric, some yeah, of the yeah. people that have tried to bring it out. Are, it's <clears throat> it's a little bit mystical, so it's important to demystify this stuff, yeah, uh, and and put it into a in, in, put it in a way that people can kind of get it and understand it and, and actually use it in their everyday life. And me and you, Jason, have recently participated in a study at the University of Western Australia. It's looking at breath work. Um, yeah. So, like, there is some good, um, probably, uh, I would say, classical science happening now that's coming out around it. So it's very yeah. interesting to look at. And they're, and they're actually more interested in the states of anxiety and the yeah. psychology as opposed to the performance. Now, it's a double, yeah. it's a double-edged sword. That one, as in what's what it's trying to do, but it's very much about you know lowering anxiety and um, using yeah. using breath. Uh, Brian's actually doing a lot of work with that at the moment with um, uh, Andrew Huberman at uh, Stanford University. Uh, in San Francisco there with uh, they're looking at the breath how it affects your state um, because as you mentioned before you know things like anxiety depression panic disorders are on the rise and the standard kind of treatment is maybe a bit of counseling and, and dishing out some tablets um, whereas if you can have some strategies like breath work which you know is used in some counseling based settings um, but if you can have some simple strategies that work for you then uh, you know that you've got with you all the time then that may have um, big implications for the managing of those conditions yeah for sure perfect so three big um, chunky areas there plan for over Christmas some strategies around that um, after Christmas as well some of the things you can do and then finally we discuss a little bit about the breath I'm sure we'll talk about the breath work in, in future episodes as well but I think that's um, 
three very interesting areas and um, it's great to have you back on Jason to discuss those. So how can people get in touch with you if they want to find out the seven workouts to download, yep. maybe they want to talk to you about personal training, maybe they want to talk to you about online coaching, maybe they want to talk to you about you know, maybe some follow-up questions, how can people get in contact with you? Yeah, so the website's thecellcoach.com.au, uh, Instagram, The Cell Coach, Facebook, uh, Jason Donaldson, The Cell Coach, uh, powerspeedendurance.com, uh, and then I've got my email addresses as well, which are uh, results at thecellcoach.com.au, and then um, Jason at powerspeedendurance.com, but I'll send all those through to you so you can chuck them all in the, the, co- in the uh, show notes and people can click on whatever link they want to click on and yeah yeah hit me up that way so and rocky four as well rocky four definitely uh going i'm not sure if it's on netflix at the moment or uh i, or thought, like I thought i saw rocky one on netflix australia today i think rocky four might be the best christmas eve movie that people could watch yeah it's got no relation to christmas but it would just be a good movie to watch oh this this snow, snow, this snow yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe on um, i would say about four o'clock on Christmas Day, when you're feeling fat, bloated, <laughs> lazy and tired, watch Rocky Four yeah, And punch on with your relatives. And then, and, and then tell me you don't want to get off that couch and run. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that's good. Maybe that's, that's the strategy, yes. It's over Christmas, every day you could watch a Rocky movie. Yeah. Or just watch a little training montage from Rocky on YouTube. Yeah. But yeah, he's, got some, uh, he's got some good training montages, yeah. I know. In, um, the one on the beach in LA is very good, well, yeah. Apollo Creed. Yeah, yeah, when they're running along that. And with the socks up to their knees. <laughs> and, the, and the little, little, little shorts. Tiny little yeah, shorts, yeah. yeah. But there's one in, I, I can't, it was, must have been about Rocky six or so five or six and he's uh i actually saw him doing uh he's doing like cleaning jerks with cables like attached to the floor it's uh i've never seen a weightlifting movement like a clean and jerk done with cables before but yeah it was it was impressive i think yeah. you'd see a lot of stuff i never i, I don't know any <laughs> fighters who went down to the local abattoir and bet up like the cows hanging upside down either but yeah i don't know yeah yeah anyway wouldn't want to have bought, bought those slabs and made after Maybe. yeah <laughs> Anyway, Rocky, he was all natural. <laughs> all right, Jason, uh, thanks very much. Happy Christmas, happy Hanukkah, happy Chinese New Year, any other holidays, happy those as well. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. So that was the end of episode number 14. Thank you for all the support we've had this year on the podcast. I'm sure you're probably sick of listening to Christmas music. So given the tone of this podcast today and our last conversation about Rocky, Here's a training montage that lasts about three and a half minutes. So if you do nothing else, maybe do jumping jacks for these three and a half minutes. All right, we'll see you in January with some good episodes.